We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. Welcome to News Today with Dr. June Knight as your host on WITB. This is a WATB disclaimer. Well, good evening, Bride. Good evening. I'm coming to you tonight on a Saturday night, very late, uh, because I have a presentation to give you tonight, Bride. This is our local national news. Some of it is global, but most of it is national news coming from our government. And tonight is very, very serious uh, with the escalation that is taking place uh, across the globe. I really pray that everybody pays attention tonight because I've been showing you the escalation of a bride. I've been showing you the videos that has been coming from our State Department. Okay, so... uh, Today, we're going to continue, and we're going to see just how they are merging. Okay, so let's uh, go ahead and get started. Okay, now, I started calling these the Trump fruit stand, and these are uh, the statements that President Trump makes from his uh, Save America or his Office of the 45. So I'm going to begin to show these so you can see uh, the fruit of his, uh, what he's doing right now. Okay, this is what he said on dated May 15th, which is today. He said, as our country is being destroyed, both inside and out, the presidential election of 2020 will go down as the crime of the century. So he is still ranting on that. Okay, this is a readout from President Biden uh, with Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas. Uh, This is dated today. Uh, He said the convoy of the U.S. commitment. Now, he, he called this gentleman to convey 
the U.S. commitment to strengthening the U.S.-Palestinian partnership. He expressed their shared desire for Jerusalem to be a part of a peaceful, excuse me, coexistence for people of all faiths and backgrounds. Now, I've been showing you, Bride, how all of the different faiths are going to have uh, their headquarters in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is going to be the, the seat of the beast. This is where the one world religion uh, headquarters will be. And uh, I showed you the other day the uh, press release from the Secretary of State where he talked about religious freedom, which is the cover that they have for it where he talked about how religious freedom is going to protect non-religious people. And he said it's going to protect people of conscience, which I have told you right already what that means is it's going to protect the LGBT. So we all know as well that Israel is actually uh, the greatest offender to me, to God of the LGBT movement because they have the uh, headquarters in Tel Aviv. It's in Tel Aviv, but they're actually moving it to Jerusalem. So I have been reporting that it appears that the LGBT is trying to start a religion and trying to get rights. So what we're seeing gathering in Jerusalem is the LGBT community, and we see, uh, which we know they have great agendas, and then all of the different religions. So the State Department announced that they are partnering in a multilateral agreement over all of this. And then we see this today by the president declaring peaceful coexistence for people of all faiths and backgrounds. So he is like, to me, this is him officially recognizing that Jerusalem is going to be the coexist state, basically. The president also underscored his strong commitment to a negotiated two-state solution as the best path to reach a just and lasting resolution of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Now, we know that the Abrahamic Accords was a two-state solution. So they are just continuing in that. Okay, this is a readout of President Biden's call with the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel. This is also dated today. The president reaffirmed his strong support for Israel's right to defend itself against rocket attacks from Hamas and other territory, I mean terrorist groups in Gaza. The president shared his grave concern about the intercommunal violence against Israel. He welcomed the statements by the prime minister and other leaders opposing such hateful acts and encouraged continued steps to hold violent extremists accountable and to establish calm. Bride, let me tell you, this 
is terrible on so many levels. And let me tell you why. Since we just had the government come out and tell us that we're now under international law, okay? Telling us we are now under international law. And then you're going to tell us that all of these things that are happening over in Israel is going to result in them coming together in this big global agreement against extremists and to establish calm. So I see that as a persecution toward the church because, well, you'll see in just a minute what I say. Jerusalem is to be a, this is what the president said. Jerusalem is to be a place of peaceful coexistence for people of all faiths and backgrounds. And this is what he explained with Benjamin Netanyahu. So there is an agreement here with all of the leadership uh, between the Palestinians, between Israel, and between the United States. And listen to how dangerous this is, Brad. They all agree that Jerusalem is going to be the place for peaceful coexistence for people of all faiths and backgrounds. And he also affirmed his support for a two-state solution. Now, what I want to explain to you is what I see, what I have picked up on through the news uh, lately that you need to know about, Brad, because everything is escalating. Everything is escalating. We, I told you, this is why we're fasting right now, is because we are feeling this global shift that is taking place right now of a diabolical, demonic, um, witchcraft uh, agreement that is taking place right now. Okay? So we are fasting because we are asking God to help us uh, to overcome in this area. You know, because we know that we've got terrible days ahead. Now let's look at these timelines. This is just my, this is nothing coming from them. This is just me telling you what I've caught on to lately. Okay, here we go. Let's start from the top. The other day, the Secretary of State announced that we are now under international law, which is the New World Order. They are not telling it through mainstream media. Most of the Christian news organization, has anybody out there that's in the chat, has anybody heard any of the other uh, news organizations talk about what happened this week and the grave concern about it? Okay, so then the next thing is, then they announced the merger of faith, conscience, and non-faith, which is the one world religion. Now we see our president discussing a two-state solution finality, which we all know Trump has already done that. Okay? And then we hear them say that they need to crack down on extremists and hate. 
I have already told you, Bride, the, um, you know, the escalation of their uh, terminology towards extremists and hate. Remember, I told you some of the words they use like colonialism, you know, white supremacy, et cetera, et cetera. This will bring in the Noahide laws, Bride anti-semitic legislation listen listen to this anti-semitic legislation from the un international courts this is me guessing of course but this is what i see this could lead up to because if you look at how they're announcing these things at the same time at the same time that they're announcing about coming under international law. And you'll see through today, through this broadcast, how they're already acting that out. Okay? So I see it as they're going to use this opportunity through the international courts to come down on the church. They're not going to say Christians. They're just going to use terms like, Okay, it's international law. There will be no hate, anti-Semitism. You cannot speak against uh, Jews, which means you cannot say Jesus is the only way to heaven, etc., etc. Okay, so let's continue. We know that with the George Floyd incident, which led to the Black Lives Matter incident, they already involved the international courts. Do you remember that last year? Their laws this year are laying out a case against our country's past. I told you this, Brad, the way that they're writing stuff is like they are creating, uh, they're creating a case against the church. Okay. So let's, uh, I mean, against America. Okay, so let's go ahead and go to the next one. Now, I believe that they're setting us up for persecution. Persecution on a terrible level because uh, they are building a case against our country, being a Christian nation, against the Trump, which started from Trump. I told you about his uh, 1776 commission. And that had a lot to do with that. Uh, The deal that's happening right now with the cyber hacking of the oil. Okay, that I believe, I don't know if it's fake or what, but because of that, just like with Israel, because of what's happening in Israel, they turn around and make all these laws when all these things happen. Okay, so with the cyber hacking, I believe that... Now, they just announced today, they have merged all of these different cyber organizations. So, I see this as uh, they are getting ready to, they're, they're getting all of these cyber people and everybody together as one. Because they're all going to be working together for global security. Do you hear what I'm saying? They... You know, what they're saying is, you know, that if we have an oil crisis here with a cyber attack, it affects everything globally. 
they're saying that everything that happens now is no longer one country. It is all the entire globe. Okay. So they're coming together in all of these incidents. And I agree with Thomas who's saying the banking system is next. Yeah. Which is the great reset. So what is going to happen for them to cause the unity of the banking system, you know? Now I believe as well concerning the cyber part that this is rolling out the passport. I believe that that is working with that along with the RFID technology uh, deal. Okay, now as the president announces about the mask yesterday and the shaming thereof of the non-vaxxers. See, I believe all of this is escalating at the same time. Persecution is coming, Brad, on a terrible level. So I just wanted to tell you what I see on that. Now, Bruce Jenner, let's talk about Bruce Jenner and Trump a minute and the Republicans. How the Trump supporters can go along with that agenda, they ought to be ashamed of themselves if they're Christians. I mean, the Trump, there's a lot of Trump supporters that are progressive that came over from the Democratic Party. I'm not talking to you, I am talking to the Christians. This ought to cause you to get on your face and repent and come out from among them. Because here's what's happening. Uh, I saw this on a video today. Somebody brought this up about what happened to Bruce Jenner uh, back in 2015. I was like, what? I had no idea about this. Well, they said that he escaped murder charges in 2015 and how is he able to uh, run for governor after all this? So here's what happened. Bruce Jenner in 2015 rear-ended a woman and killed her in a car. Okay, the police uh, to, were to recommend, you know, Caitlin to face manslaughter charges for the car crash. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department to tell prosecutors that Jenner should be charged with manslaughter over February crash in Malibu that left one dead. The crash occurred on February 7th. Jenner was driving a black Cadillac Escalade when he rear-ended a Lexus sedan that slammed into a Toyota Prius that had slowed down or stopped on the highway. And Calif they ended up that the California prosecutors said there was insufficient evidence to charge Jenner in a fatal multi-car accident on the Pacific Malibu Highway. Now, I'm not the one, I'm not the kind of news that just brings up trash against people, but I saw this and I thought, what the world? Okay. What happened to the Republicans here? Think about this, Brian, how this reflects on the Republican Party who is supposed to be the known as the Christian Party, as the conservative party. Where is the vetting? Okay, and then not only that, 
you got the mainstream media who says they hate Trump. They know what Trump's doing with Bruce Jenner. Why are they not wearing it out? Why are they supporting this agenda? Why are they not blowing this up and saying, look who, what he did. You see what I mean? They're all together. It is a farce. This is the Illuminati vomit. It's all of them working together for the end goal to destroy the American family and to destroy uh, the church. Okay, so let's continue. Okay, now this is according to the uh, Secretary of State's office. When I put SOS, that's what I mean, Secretary of State. Okay. Uh, the Secretary of State, continuing atrocities and denial of humanitarian access in Ethiopia's Tigray region. Okay, the United States, this is our Secretary of State talking. I want you to look at that logo again. I want you to look at the logo again. The State Department logo that's got the UN blue at the top. Okay, the United States is gravely concerned by the increasing number of confirmed cases of military forces blocking humanitarian access to parts of the Tigray region. We also again call on all parties to comply with obligations under what, Brad? Under international humanitarian law. So this is our Secretary of State telling them, you are transgressing the law. You are transgressing the law. So you need to come under the, uh, you need to comply with the international laws. I just wanted you to show, I wanted to show you, Brad, they're already doing this. They're already holding people uh, to the line with international law here. The continued presence of Eritrean forces in Tigray further undermines Ethiopia's stability and national unity. Now, remember, Bride, that I told you the difference between stability and unstable. Okay, whenever they say stability, okay, they're talking about the UN agenda. Are they stable with the UN agenda? Or are they unstable? If they're unstable, means that somebody over there is not cooperating with the UN agenda. Okay, so he says, we again call upon the government of Eritrea to remove its forces from Tigray. Okay, this is from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. 36,000 fake AirPods worth $7.16 million seized by the Cincinnati Police Department. On May the 6th, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers in Cincinnati inspected three large shipments from China and found what appeared to be tens of thousands of earbuds in violation of Apple's protected configurations. 
After consulting with an import specialist from CBP's Center of Excellence and Expertise, the items were found to be in violation of CBP trademark and copyright codes and were declared seized on May 11th and May 13th. Now, I like to tell you little random stuff like this uh, that our Border Patrol is doing. So they're catching these people bringing in illegal AirPods. This is from the United Nations, news from the United Nations. Now, notice the logo here. I told you we've already talked about this. This looks a lot like President Trump's logo. Okay, so let's continue. UN civilian casualties climb as UN chief calls on all parties to immediately cease fire, cease fighting in Gaza and Israel. The UN chief called for mediation efforts to intensify and said the UN was actively involved in such efforts, which are also key to maintain the life-saving flow of aid to Gaza. The UN Humanitarian Affairs Coordination Office, OSHA, also raised the alarm on Friday over the continued escalation of violence, noting that civilians on both sides were bearing the brunt. So the UN is stepping in saying, y'all just need to stop here. Okay, now who? The World Health Organization. Listen to this, Brad. Listen here. The World Health Organization is calling for more UN control and authority. This is dated May the 12th. A prestigious World Health Organization appointed panel on Wednesday urged bold action to end the COVID-19 crisis while also calling for the UN agency to be given greater authority to respond more quickly to future threats. That right there should really cause you to pause, Brad. Because there, the World Health Organization is telling the UN, hey, we need to have more control over the whole world. Now, what I want to remind you of, Brad, they are saying this after the meeting with the United States, with the United States and the Secretary General of the United Nations. After that meeting, do you hear me? After that meeting is when the Secretary of State went live and told everybody that we are now agreeing to be a part of the universal world and we are under international law. We are going to honor international law. After the United States is all in, so I don't know what agreement they signed at the UN. I don't know what they've done to make this new world order official. But they are now about to crack down and take more order of the world. This, that's exactly what they're saying right there. Our message is simple and clear. The current system failed to protect us from COVID-19 pandemic. 
And if y'all are sitting out there saying, oh, that Dr. June, she's just crazy. This woman don't know what she's talking about. And they are not in the new world order. They're not taking over. Well, let me just tell you something, sir or ma'am. I have been reading their documents. And I know for a fact that they have said they are going to honor the World Health Organization in the American Rescue Plan. So I am telling you right now that our country is now under the UN. So I know I'm the only one out there saying it, but I'm just telling you, Brad, you need to do your research because I'm showing you the proof. I show you my sources. All right, so let's continue here. India is facing a devastating COVID-19 crisis. So the World Health Organization says only together can we end this. So this is according to the United Nations news about the India crisis, okay? This is according to Dr. Ali Hauk. The consequences of this pandemic will be with us for years. We are already seeing the secondary effects, especially on children and the poorest and most marginalized groups. In the best case scenario, we estimate that about 50% of children have access to remote learning. That means that around 150 million children of school going age do not have access. We are already hearing of stories of an increase in child labor, the early marriage of girls especially, and even child trafficking. She's talking about what's happening in India. We need to address the psychosocial trauma that children are facing now and to be prepared for the long-term effects. With so many people dying, children are being left without parental care or without caregivers. So there needs to be an investment in fostering and alternative care arrangements for these children. But I think the way we have seen communities come together and the extent to which the public has been donating has been unprecedented. This is going to be crucial if we're going to see the investment in critical services that allow children to remain healthy, to thrive, and to recover from the trauma created by this pandemic. More UN news. Stand up against hate, they say. Towards LGBTI people, UN Human Rights Chief urges. This is dated yesterday. Humiliation and intolerance remain a stark reality for many gay, bisexual, transgender, and intersex LGBTI people around the world. The United Nations Human Rights Chief said in her message in the upcoming for the upcoming International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. LGBTI people are often exposed to additional stigma, discrimination, and violence, including when seeking medical services, 
and perhaps saddest of all within their own families during lockdowns. The High Commissioner Michelle Bachelet said in her message for the day on Monday, they are also in some places being treated as scapegoats for the spread of the virus, she added, urging everyone to stand up against hate and to break the silence surrounding the suffering imposed on LGBTI people now. I want you to put all this together, bride. I want you to hear me from a sister in Christ. They are pulling all stops against the church. They're going to come at us through this, through the LGBTI uh, standards within international law, and also due to the Israel uh, and with uh, Christianity. With We know what the Noahide laws does. We know how the Noahide law says, you know, that Jesus will be the cause of a lot of death because uh, they're going to say that we are speaking against their religion when we say that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Jesus is an offensive word. Do you hear me? Uh, but Jesus is, he really is the only way to heaven. And it's not that you're trying to say that you're better than the Jews or better than anybody else. You are merely stating what the Bible says. And the Bible says there's only one door. The door is the name of Jesus. So this is a rise in the uh, persecution coming towards the church. Now, here's the White House. They spoke about this uh, yesterday about the economy. And I want you to hear officially what they are saying. Okay, uh, the press secretary introduced this lady who is the chair of the Council of Economic Advisors, Cecilia Rouse. She's a member of the president's family's cabinet and she said the speed with which we powered down the economy was unprecedented. So I thought, wow, that is a very powerful word when you say that you powered down the economy. We are now in the midst of restarting this economy in earnest, and we are making good progress in doing so. And as the president emphasized earlier this week, if offered a suitable job, a worker receiving unemployment benefits must take it. I wanted to tell you that she said that in case you are that person that's receiving the benefits. At the same time, we also cannot forget that the longer term structural problems our economy faces as well. So she kind of says, we're on our way out, but we still have some struggles, basically. Okay, here's a statement by President Biden on the House passage of Pregnant Workers Fairness Act. In passing the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act, a long overdue bipartisan effort to ensure equal protection in the workforce for women who are pregnant. Now, let me ask you something. All of us Republicans are used to be Republicans. Out of all the administrations that I can remember, I don't believe I've ever seen one be so bipartisan 
as they did during COVID with President Trump and what they're doing right now with President Biden. We are seeing an unprecedented uh, merger of the Republicans and Democrats. Why? Because of the uh, United Nations agenda, the Hygelian dialect. That's what they're doing. Whenever it comes to a UN agenda, they come together. And this is what we're seeing with this deal right here. And then he says, this in passing the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act, a long overdue bipartisan effort to ensure equal protection in the workforce for women who are pregnant. My administration has made a priority to support the health and economic security of pregnant workers, particularly women of color who experience unconsciously high rates of maternal morbidity, mortality. Today, bipartisan passage of the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act in the United in the House of Representatives marks a significant step forward on that front. I urge the Senate to act swiftly to pass this common sense bill and stand up for the health and economic security of pregnant workers and their families. Now, something I want to point out about this is how they are working very, very hard now to keep the women working. So I see this as another way to keep women away from their children. I don't, I don't want to sound too callous about it, but it's strange to me as a woman and a mother that they're doing this now that we're in tribulation. Why did they not do this back with Obama back when we was a regular country? Y'all hear what I'm saying? Why didn't they do all of this to help women, especially with Obama being black? I mean, that's what disappointed a lot of the black people is that he didn't do anything to help black people. But you would think, you know, if they would have done this when the world was regular, you know, into the pre-tribulation years, this would have been great because definitely women need help. You know, the pregnant women and whatnot. But now it's like they're going into overdrive uh, to keep women working no matter what. And then they are coming up with a solution on how to take care of their children. Based upon, you know, all of the things that we've read. So I'm just telling you. Okay, so let's go ahead and go to the next deal. Okay, the National Defense Transportation Day and National Transportation Week. This is uh, President Biden's proclamation. He said, I have proposed an American jobs plan that will modernize 20,000 miles of highways, roads, and main streets. Fix the nation's 10 most economically significant. <coughs> <coughs> Let me get some water, Brad. I'm sorry, we're fasting. We got to make sure we have a lot of water.
I knew I should have got one before I started. I apologize. I'm still at the office. Okay. So modernize 20,000 miles of highways, roads, and main streets. Then they want to fix the nation's 10 most economically significant bridges in America in need of replacement. And repair 10,000 bridges desperately in need of upgrades to unclog traffic keep people safe and connect our cities, towns, and tribes across the country. It will build back a better transportation system, one that is resilient to floods, fires, and storms, and provides equitable, affordable access to opportunity for all Americans. I want to clarify this again, Brad, what they mean by equitable. Everything is going to be run by AI. So when they say equitable, that is what they mean. So it means there is no feelings involved anymore. So equitable means you're going to be treated the same as anybody else, no matter what color they are. Everything is going to be by a set of rules, and that's the way it's going to be. So everything is going to be equitable. Okay. Um, and another thing when they say affordable access, what I think about that is, is how they're trying to get everybody to move to the cities. They want everything, Bride, to be public transportation. They want to do away with you owning anything. They want you to have to depend upon the beast. They want you to depend upon the electric cars to take you everywhere. And, you know, you're going to have to talk through uh, phones and all kinds of stuff. Everything's going to be done electronic. They want no more paperwork. Now, this is why they don't want cash, because they don't want you to do anything without the beast seeing it. Okay. All right, let's continue. This is from the White House. Uh, this is Emergency Medical Services Week. During Emergency Medical Services Week, we extend our deepest gratitude to all of our EMS providers. Their courage, selflessness, and commitment are extraordinary examples of what it means to serve this great country. We also extend our sincere condolences to the loved ones of EMS providers who have given their lives in the line of duty. Call, we are calling upon public officials, doctors, nurses, paramedics, emergency medical service providers, and all the people of the United States to observe this week and with appropriate programs, ceremonies, and activities. This week and every week, I urge all Americans to express their appreciation for our nation's EMS providers and to bring greater safety to their lives and to all of our lives by getting vaccinated to help bring an end to the COVID-19 pandemic. All right, this is also from the White House. This is World Trade Week. 
Enforcing our nation's trade rules and ensuring a level playing field is critical to making trade work for American workers and businesses. The United States is working bilaterally and multilaterally with our partners to develop standards. Listen to this, Bride. This is more of the merging talk, okay? Uh, to develop standards, which is also another word for framework, okay? To develop standards that support workers, reduce export barriers, and hold accountable those who abuse and exploit the global trading system. We are working with international organizations to implement reforms and address current challenges, including economic, racial, and social inequities, as well as the climate crisis. This is more persecution talk, Brad. This is more uh, things to cause us to pause uh, by their language here. Because when they talk about social inequities, Brad, we really bring uh, inequity to them. We bring the disruption to their world. Do you hear what I'm saying? Uh, we are not good for their new world. Okay, this is another Trump fruit stand. He says, isn't it incredible that because of the vaccines, which I and my administration came up with years ahead of schedule, despite the fact that I showed y'all this yesterday, but I wanted to show you again. Despite the fact that everybody, including Fauci, said it would never happen, that we no longer need masks, and yet our names are not even mentioned in what everybody is calling the modern-day miracle of the vaccines. Without the vaccines, this world would have been in for another 1917 Spanish flu where up to 100 million people died. Because of the vaccines we pushed and developed in record time, nothing like that will even be close to happening. Just a mention, please, please give me credit, please. The Biden administration has zero to do with it. All they did was continue our plan of distribution, which was working well right from the beginning. So if that does not fill in the blanks to the Trump supporters, I don't know what to tell them. Okay, let's continue. Uh, this is just an advertisement. Uh, we are having our writers conference. It is going to be June the 11th through the 13th uh, coming up next month. Uh, mark your calendars. If you want to write, publish, promote, or just learn more about this, then you need to be a part of this conference. We're going to teach you how to make a video. We're going to do an intro course on how to make videos, how to do graphic designs. We're going to teach you a little about photography, teach you a lot about how to write a book, how to prepare for a book, how to publish a book, and how to sell your book. So we it'll be a full jam-packed weekend with some special guests to teach you. So I'm very excited about that, Brian.
Also, if you would like to donate, you can go to watb.tv forward slash donate, which by the way, our website is pretty much done and we're very, very proud of it. It is live. So you can go to our website now at watb.tv. All right, Brian. Well, that's all I have for you tonight. And I pray that you all uh, have a good evening. And I will talk to you all later. God bless, Brian. Author and White House correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God's serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ, preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride, Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation, days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions, exposes the one world religion agenda. Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda. This book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. This book chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment. Where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American Cod books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. Be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. June's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book, please go to treehousepublishers.com.